Hi, and welcome to the podcast from Knox Presbyterian Church in McDonald's Corners, Ontario. Knox is part of a three-church charge between Elfin, Snow Road, and McDonald's Corners. Each Sunday, there's a 9.30 a.m. service in Elfin or Snow Road, and then again at Knox in McDonald's Corners. If you are able to join us next week, we'd love to see you at one of our services. If not, we hope this reaches you wherever you are. This audio recording is from the 11 a.m. service with Pastor Philip Roblard. For more information, please contact us on our Facebook page. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Zoom service here on September the 13th. Um, just, just wanted to say something. I called a few of my friends who, while I was in Toronto for a a funeral, and um, all of them told me that. Uh, well, all the six that I six I called, they all told me that they were uh, still not open and weren't looking to be open till uh, till probably into into November and maybe just for um, some of them were saying just till uh, Advent. They weren't starting till Advent. So uh, there is a fear out there, obviously, and uh, so anyway, we just want to welcome you. This is how we're doing it now, and uh, and so and for the future, near future. Um, this morning, I'm going to be uh, um, saying a couple of things uh, regarding um, some of the uh, wonderful things that are happening. I know we, Janet has a. A birthday today, Janet Douglas, um, and uh, and Harvey had a birthday this past week. I think there's a few others, but it's always nice to uh, to have a birthday. I don't care how old I get; I always like birthdays, and uh, we should celebrate every one. We may not see the next one, so we might as well enjoy this one uh, to the fullest. Uh, I'll be preaching a little later on on. How do we forgive? And you may say, I think you preached that about seven weeks ago, and I and I would have to say yes. But this was the lectionary, and so um, that's where we're going with it. Uh, we're, re- we're going to be reading from Matthew 18. If you want to open up uh, your Bibles and um, and and be ready when uh, David uh, David's going to read for us this morning. Well, um, our call to worship is in your bulletins, and so uh, I'm going to let uh, Joel bring that up. Oh, yes, and Catherine had a birthday this week as well. I won't tell you how old she is, but she's older than me for a little while. Well, our call to worship is there. God is a safe place to hide, ready to help when we need him. River fountains splash joy, cooling God's city. God lives here. The streets are safe. Each morning, God is at your service. Attention all, see the marvels of God. He plants flowers and trees all over the earth. He bans war from pole to pole. Weapons are broken against his knee. Take a long, loving at me, high God, above all. And now our gathering song. 
Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your glorious name. 
Philip, you're still on mute. Gracious God and Father, we thank you for your goodness to us. We ask, Lord, that you would be with us in all we do and say in this day. May we recognize your love, your joy, and especially at these, these times that we're living in, your protection against disease, against all that would affect us. Lord, we also ask that you would be with each one of us as we worship you today, that our hearts, our minds, and our beings will be focused on your good news and your love. Thank you, Lord, for your guidance and your direction. And Lord, as we come to you, we ask you to forgive our sins. We know, Lord, we fail, but you are gracious to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Thank you, and blessed be your name. Through Christ our Lord, who taught us to pray, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Be assured of this, that when we do confess our sins, he is faithful to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Children's song now is All Who Are Thirsty. Of his mercy, 
Jesus, come. And we cry, come, Lord Jesus, come. It's time for the a, a time with the boys and girls, and uh, our uh, our preview this morning is uh, is about. Us as children, you know, children are very much more forgiving than adults are, generally speaking. And they can they can be upset with us at one minute and not even remember what, why they were upset in the first place and in, in, in the next. It uh, it reminds me of a of a little boy who's saying his prayers before he's going to bed. And uh, so as he's saying his prayers, he's not mentioning his brother. And uh, so his, his mother says to him, uh, why didn't you pray for your brother? And, and he said, because he hit me today and he really hurt me. And so she said to him, oh, well, that's okay. You should pray for him anyway. You're supposed to pray for your enemies. And he said, he's not my enemy. He's my brother, so I don't have to pray for him. Well, no, that's not necessarily true. Uh, we should make sure that we pray for our brothers and sisters, even though uh, they may have hurt us, maybe not physically, but but something they said. And um, so this morning, I just want to talk for a few minutes on forgiveness. And I asked a couple of children that I saw this week what they thought forgiveness was, because I knew I was going to be preaching on this today. And, uh, and one child said, well, that means I say I'm sorry, even though I may not mean it. <laughs> well, that was an interesting response. Um, and another child said, well, that means I have to forgive. Because that's what God did for us. Jesus, because of Jesus, I'm forgiven. I'm, I'm forgiven of all the things I've done wrong. Well, that's the way it is. We're forgiven for all the things we've done wrong. And because we've been forgiven by, by our Heavenly Father, no matter what we do or how many times we do it, we must forgive. And that's important for us to always remember. I'll never forget uh, that one time when my brother and I were at odds. Oh, we hadn't really had a fist fight yet, but we were certainly at odds. But my brother and I slept in the same bed. We had a big double bed between it. Well, it wasn't a big one. It was a small one. And uh, so anyway, uh, we were having a problem with bed bugs. You, does any, all the kids know what bed bugs are? Have you ever had them in your home? Well, we had a neighbor next door. And since it was a semi-detached, it was coming down the pipes. We owned the other side as well. And uh, coming down the pipes. And so one day... Uh, my brother seemed to get the worst of them. I rarely didn't, didn't have maybe one or two. My brother had a hundred. And uh, so um, anyway, one night he said to me, why don't you sleep on this side? Maybe it's this side that's the problem. And of course it was, it was closest to the coils. And the coil, you remember those hot water coils? Well, there they were and they went down to the other house because they heated both homes. And so uh, <clears throat> my brother, wakes up the next morning, he's covered 
with bed bugs. This isn't an exciting story, but it is to the end. And so I said to my mom, look, Peter's covered with bed bugs and I don't have any. I must be the good guy and he must be the bad guy. And my mother says, it has nothing to do with being bad or good. You ought to say you're sorry to your brother for saying that. And I did. But I didn't really want to. But the fact is that we must forgive. We must forgive those that hurt us, uh, no matter what that is like. Well, that's what we're going to be talking about, actually, about forgiveness. And um, uh, the Bible passage tells about a story, and we'll be reading it in just a couple of minutes, about a story about Jesus that he told. And we're going to learn a little bit more about what forgiveness is all about. All right, so now um, I'm going to, we have a prayer just before we go, we hear the scripture read by uh, David. And uh, the prayer is uh, on your bulletin. And if we can get it, maybe uh, up on our screen there to be a little help, more helpful to, uh, there we go. Let's say it together as a, as a people of God. Thank you, Lord, for the heart that you give us when we follow you. We pray that your spirit would assist us in forgiving all those around us. Through Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. I'm going to ask uh, David Barr to read from St. Matthew's Gospel, chapter 18, verses 21 to 35. The Parable of the Unforgiving Servant. Then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, if my brother keeps on sinning against me, how many times do I have to forgive him? Seven times? No, not seven times, answered Jesus, but 70 times seven, because the kingdom of heaven is like this. Once there was a king who decided to check on his servant's counts. He had just begun to do so when one was brought in who owed him millions of pounds. The servant did not have enough to pay his debt. So the king ordered him to be sold as a slave with his wife and his children and all that he had in order to pay the debt. The servant fell on his knees before the king. Be patient with me, he begged, and I will pay you everything. The king felt sorry for him, so he forgave him the debt and let him go. Then the man went out and met one of his fellow servants who, who owed him a few pounds. He grabbed him and started choking him. Pay back what you owe me, he said. His fellow servant fell down and begged him, be patient with me and I will pay you back. But he refused. Instead, he had him thrown into jail until he should pay the debt. When the other servants saw what had happened, they were very upset and went to the king and told him everything. So he called the servant in. You worthless slave, he said. I forgave you the whole amount you owed me just because you asked me to. You should have had mercy on your fellow servant, just as I had mercy on you. The king was very angry, and he went, sent the servant to jail to be punished until he should pay back the whole amount. And Jesus concluded, 
That is how my Father in heaven will treat every one of you unless you forgive your brother from your heart. Thank you, David. <clears throat> I've entitled my message, How Do We Forgive? An elderly man wandered on a lonely beach one day and found a magic lamp. You probably heard a, sto a few stories like that. Naturally, he rubbed the lamp and presto, a genie appeared. And the genie told the old man he would grant him any wish. So the man thought for a few moments and then he said, my brother and I have had a fight 20 years ago and we haven't spoken to each other since. My wish is that he would finally forgive me. The genie clapped his hands, a bright light shot across the sky. And then he said, your wish has been granted. Then the genie said, you know, most men would have asked for money or fame, but you only asked for the love of your brother. Is it because you're old and dying? And the man said, no, I'm not dying, but my brother is. And he's worth $600 million. No wonder the man, that man wanted his brother's forgiveness. Um, th that's the story, you know, and, and that, that happens to many of us. Not that we have a brother that has $600 million, because I, I doubt if there's anybody who has that kind of money uh, in our circle of friends, but maybe. But the fact remains that as Christian believers, we need to understand that God in his infinite mercy wants us to, to be able to recognize that to whom much is forgiven, much is required. I know I've taken a little bit out of its context. It says too much is given, much is required, but we have been given so much. And that's the essence of this story. We have been forgiven so much. All of our sins have been forgiven. One of the Old Testament prophets said, as far as the East is from the West, so far are your sins forgiven you. They've been removed. They've been washed away completely. Simon Peter goes to Jesus in the story and he says to Jesus, how often should I forgive someone who's offended me? And he offers, well, three more times than the rabbis used to suggest to people. You can forgive your brother four times. And, and Peter responds, how about seven times? Would that be enough? And Jesus says, no, you've got to be prepared to forgive your brother seven times 70. Well, that's a lot of times. By my calculations, it's about 490 times. And I doubt if I've forgiven my brother that many times. Maybe close, kidding. But we all have done it. We've all forgiven people. But it's harder to forgive somebody that's close to you sometimes than it is to forgive someone who's not very close. Peter exceeded the demands of the rabbi. And yet Jesus says, no, that's not enough. You've got to do 70 times that. Well, some of us probably would like an answer to the same question. Forgiveness is a big challenge for all of us, I'm sure. There have been persons who have wronged us, and in so doing, 
Uh, they've angered us. Resentment has resulted, even hatred. I'm going to leave you with three thoughts, three simple thoughts, because they all, all are, are very simple. First of all, for many Christians, forgiving people who have hurt us is hard. Let's, let's be very honest. Secondly, though, it can be the biggest obstacle. If we don't forgive, this can be the biggest obstacle to our mental health, our spiritual health, and even our, our physical well-being. Mental, emotional, spiritual, all of those affect what we are. It affects our well-being. I, I remember hearing the story of a man who um, had all kinds of people he was mad at. And, uh, you know, he was, he was pretty upset with a number of them. And he was, the Bible, the, he went to his doctor, his doctor said, I'm, I'm sorry, I can't take this anymore. Uh, uh, he said, the doctor said to him, you are in big trouble. And, it, and how many people do you think are angry at you? Or maybe you're angry at them. Well, he said, I, to the doctor, he said, I, I really was, was brought up in a very dysfunctional family. And I think many of the things that I learned growing up, I've kept with me all these years. And so this was, uh, this was something that was in his life and he didn't know how to fix it. And so the doctor made a recommendation. He said to him, uh, my friend, I think you need to go to everybody, list them all first, and go to everybody and ask forgiveness. And he thought, oh, man, that's a pretty tall order. How am I going to do that? Uh, and so he listed everybody, called them, or even made a visit, personal visit to them. Some of them all over Europe where he lived. And a couple, a few of them, he actually went to America for, for four or five of them. Make a long story short, after he was done that and been through his entire list, he started to feel better and began to feel better and better and better. And he called his doctor and said, I want to see you. He said, I've done what you told me to do. And I want you to know that it's changed my life. I wonder if I could have a, another appointment for you to assess where I'm at. Doctor said yes, and he came to his office. Make a long story short, the doctor said, the symptoms that you had are all gone. And you're in good health now. Whatever you did, keep doing it for the rest of your days. Well, I think that's a good word for us. As we think of the days that are lie ahead, we've had, we've had some rough days as, as a church family. Uh, you know, it's, it's hard not to get, uh, wonder where we're going from here. I, I struggle with it every day, I have to say. But the fact is that we need to understand that God, in his great mercy, forgave us everything we did wrong. Through his son, Jesus Christ, and his shed blood. The Bible says in the Old Testament that without shedding of blood, there's no, there's no removal of sin. And yet with it, our souls are cleansed whiter than snow. Well, as I close, I want to leave with the last thought because for many of us, forgiving is hard. It can be the biggest obstacle to our mental, 
our spiritual and even our physical lives and well-being. But we can only forgive when we recognize that had it not been for Jesus Christ, none of us would be able to be well transformed or changed for the better. By recognize that we've been forgiven. What a great price Jesus Christ paid for us that all of our sins, all of my sins, all of your sins can be forgiven. Totally. Blessed be his holy name. Let us pray. Thank you for forgiving our sins, Lord. Mine were so many. But I thank you, Lord, that you were gracious and you forgave me. And in turn, Lord, I am called to forgive others. We are all called as your children. If we become one of your children, then, Lord, we must forgive. We ask now, Lord, that you would be with us in all we do. That in the days to come, as children go back to school, you will be with them. That you'll be with all of us, protecting us, taking care of us. Through Christ we pray. Amen. Just want to leave you with uh, the fact that, uh, you know, the church still has expenses. And uh, we thank God for your faithfulness. As a matter of fact, I think all of the treasurers told me that they're doing as well or better than last year at this time. So thank you for your faithfulness. I don't know about the other churches that are, that are visiting us, but um, we want you to know that God is able to supply all our needs according to his riches and glory. And he certainly has done that for us this, this summer and fall, as we enter the fall. So we can sing that great chorus, praise God, from whom all blessings flow, praise God, all creatures high and low, praise God in Jesus fully known, creator, word, and spirit, one. Amen. Well, we're going to go to the Lord in prayer because we do have you know, a number of prayer requests that, um, that are before us. We're glad to hear good news uh, regarding Michael. Um, we just heard from Betty today, earlier, just as, the, as we were starting, and uh, he's going to be able to uh, take his medication at home uh, through pill form. And so we're giving God thanks for that. Uh, we want to continue to uh, to remember. We heard, of course, good news from uh, Sylvia, and uh, she's doing well. But also, the fact that uh, that she's got a good report back from her her surgeon. We give God thanks for that. Uh, so let us go to the Lord in prayer, and as we do, uh, remember all of the people. You may have special requests that you want to remember please feel free to bring them to the Lord. This is the time. We'll be praying for, of course, our teachers and our children as they go back to school, or many of them are going back to school. Some aren't if they're in higher education, but, um, but a lot of them are going back. We're going to pray for them and ask the Lord to sustain them and keep them. Um, and so let us go to the Lord in prayer. Let us pray. Gracious God, we thank you for the good news. We thank you for the good news for Crystal as well, Crystal Bradley. Lord, we ask you, Lord, to be with her. Continue to bring her health. We want to pray for all of those who are affected by COVID-19. 
And let's face it, all of us are affected by it. We pray that you would, in your great mercy, show us how to live in these times. Lord, I know that the nerves are a little raw right now because of all that's going on. We think we're getting ahead and all of a sudden somebody does something, a group does something foolish. And we think to ourselves, why are people so thick? We ask you, Lord, to help them. And help us, Lord, even, if, even in our forgiveness. Although it is hard, Lord, we are called to forgive just as you forgave us so many of our sins. And yet they are gone forever because of your grace and the mercy that you have for us. Lord, we want to bring to you the people of our church. Uh, we, we want to continue to remember all of those that are sick. And Lord, we want to bring them to you. We think of Stan and Earl. We thank you for the progress Earl is seeing. We thank you for the progress Crystal is seeing. We thank you for the progress Michael is seeing. We want to pray for those who've lost loved ones. We think of of Joy uh, Stronic in Toronto, who lost her son, Mark, at, uh, in his early 40s. Lord, we pray that you will heal that family and be with them at this time of loss. For the many that are going through hard times, we pray for the Scott family as well. Lord, would you please, in your mercy, hear our prayers as we bring those that are closest to us to you. Lord, hear our prayers. We think of our seniors, O oh Lord, and ask, Lord, that you'd be with them. We, uh, Lord, want to remember um, all of those that have, uh, have been going through a hard time we ask you, Lord, to be with them. They are so precious. We pray, Lord, that you'd sustain them and keep them. We pray for Harvey as well. Continue to work in his life so that he might receive your healing. Lord, we want you now to be with us. And ask, Lord, that you would touch the hearts and lives of each one. We pray your continued work on Hazel's life and body. We ask you, Lord, to bring her back to full health and full strength. And for the many others, Lord, we ask you to be with them, wherever they may be. Think of Judith today and many of the others. We have some on, on our phone in, and we thank you for them, God, and give them health and strength and continue to protect them against this virus COVID-19. And now, Lord, as, as we sing our last choruses and depart from this place, O oh Lord, would you be with us? Would you give us strength? We pray for our governments who are having a hard time. Their wisdom is limited when it comes to the unlimited wisdom that you have. And I pray, Lord, that they will. They will seek you out because you're the only one who has answers during these times. Protect our children, protect our teachers, that they may know, Lord God, that each day the hand of God, the Holy Spirit, 
is surrounding them and sustaining them and keeping them. Through Christ we pray. Amen.
with my soul, with my soul, it is well, it is well with my soul. Thank you, Joel. Thank you very much for your, your ministry to us this, this day. And um, we will be on this place next week as well. Uh, and the week after that, we're probably going to have to do some creative stuff <laughs> because uh, Joel will not be with us. I presume it's because the, uh, the, the Wheeler Pancake House will be opening that weekend, is it? Actually, we're going to go camping. Oh, you're going camping. Yes. Thank you for tuning into this week's service. Again, we would love to have you join us at one of our two Sunday morning services. First at 9.30 in either Elfin or Snow Road. We alternate week, over, week after week throughout the summer. And then in the winter, we're only in Elfin. And then again at 11 a.m. in McDonald's Corners. Feel free to reach out to us on Facebook or call us at the number in the bulletin. We hope to see, hear from you soon, and we hope that this message has reached you wherever you are.